everybody, this is Flavio Romeo, and on this episode of the Towncast, we had the opportunity of meeting at the Hawthorne Diner, which used to be the old Triangle Diner, right on Wagua Road and Goffa Road, and we met with Jim O'Hagan, owner of the brand new O'Hagan Career Coaching. And uh, he talks about what brought him to this point and, uh, and, and how he works with young professionals and senior professionals as well, and everybody in between, male, female, and to be their best selves when they go out there and they're trying to get the, the best job that they can. So I think you guys are going to enjoy it. All right. Enjoy the episode, everybody. Here we are. We are at the Hawthorne Diner. And for you old timers, like us, this used to be called the Triangle Diner. It's yeah, right on the corner of Wagua Road and Golfa Road, right? Yes, you remember it as the Triangle? Of course, of course. <laughs> Spent way too much time here. So it's the Hawthorne Diner. They've got a great menu. Uh, they used to remember they used to have a little tent outside during the pandemic, uh, but it's a great menu. They've got great service. The food is outstanding. Food's amazing, yeah. And you can get a great Taylor ham, egg, and cheese here, Burr. right? Uh, I am with Jim O'Hagan. Jim, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Fabio. I appreciate you, brother. I think the last time you might have seen Jim was in the episode of uh, I Called Her Mary, the book, mm -hmm. which I, I tell you, every time I talk about it, it still brings tears to my eyes. Thank you. It really does. That whole, the that whole was story amazing, you guys, what, and the journey that you guys went through and your sister Mary, yeah. uh, it's pretty astonishing. If you guys haven't seen it, scroll down. And if you guys don't subscribe, just subscribe. It doesn't it doesn't cost you anything. Subscribe, but scroll down, look at all the episodes. Go down to the I Called Her Mary episode. It's a beautiful story. And so that was the last time we saw Jim. But I wanted to catch up with you again because I know you got a lot going on. First of all, we're going to call him Coach. All the, all of is your sister is Margaret. Yeah, Margaret's She's probably the best too. coach out of all of us. Yeah. So, so they're all coaches. So this is yeah. Coach Jim. <laughs> uh, like, what, is that what they call that's it? That's right. Yeah, coach that's Jim? Coach O. Coach uh, Coach O. Yeah, Coach O. <laughs> so it's it's a family full of coaches, but uh, you had quite a journey, right? So what year did you graduate high school? I graduated high school in '81. '81. Yeah, you were yeah, right. You're right behind you. Yeah, you're right behind me. So mm -hmm. uh, class of '81. Shout out to uh, Hawthorne yeah, High School, class of '81. Yeah, there you go. And so what what happened after high school? What, tell me a little bit about. Yeah, after high school, travels. I. Um, I, I found myself in career-wise going into a sales career. It just seemed to fit. Um, you felt I comfortable. Yeah, I felt like it was. I really didn't know what I wanted to do when I went to college. I was. Um, Where'd I you was, go? I went to King's College in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. A little. Yeah, yeah, I know. Nice little, nice yeah, little school. Met cool. my met my wife there, so it's the best thing that came. Best out school, of yeah, best man. school around. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What is it? The um, the Ivy League of Northeastern Pennsylvania. <laughs> but no, it was it was a great experience there. And I remember my junior year, my English teacher, my um, advisor, I went and sat, sat with him. And he said, "Well, what do you think you want to do?" I'm like, "I have no idea." He said, "Do you want to be a teacher?" I'm like, "I don't think so." I'm like, eh. "And he said, how about how about going into sales?" I'm like college professor said it to me like really sales what are you talking about and the first thing i thought of is like selling refrigerators at pc richards door or something. to door yeah. like, selling brushes i'm not going to do that right exactly he goes no you idiot working working for a company representing their products and stuff like that because the kings was really small 
and there was a lot of interaction within our classrooms, like with back and forth, you know. So he's like, no, the way you carry yourself in class, it could be interesting, maybe something. Okay. So I took a summer class at um, Montclair State that summer in marketing. I'm like, oh, this is really good. So I started, so I ended up so getting, clicked. A, so it clicked. All of a sudden, I don't get a lot of A's on my grades. I'm getting A's and B's on all my grades back at school because it really clicked with me. So that was a blessing. And thank God for yeah, Dr. Yeah. Clem Valletta to help me Shout through that. Yeah, Absolutely. man. I don't know if he's still around, but, you know, but it was, um, it was a blessing. So I kind of went down the sales route and um, was, you know, just doing normal sales jobs, worked for like a large um uh, consumer products company had my company car did my route all that kind of stuff but it just it just wasn't aggressive enough for me meaning like I was working really hard and it was like a little bonus at the end of the year as opposed to your efforts being really rewarded right, right? so I worked over actually at sales consultants over in Glenrock yeah, yeah, yeah those guys actually placed me in my first two jobs out of college oh is that right and I started talking to them about well, what do you guys do here for some reason I seem to have a knack with helping my friends prepare for interviews, even back then, it was really? weird. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. It was all part of coaching. Well, I guess, <laughs> I guess. But it was um, so, and I saw the money that these guys were telling the money they're making. I'm like, wow. But it was a straight commission situation, so it was really, really hard. But it was a risk reward kind of thing. And my wife was working at the time. We were having a little apartment that we were living in, so I, I dipped, I dipped my toe into that field, and that was my career moving forward. So, so. So sales consultants, companies mm -hmm. like that, basically what you're doing is, tell me, tell, yeah, someone sure, comes yeah. in and says, hey, I need some help. Basically what it is, is you you go to, a, you know, you find openings at clients, like, so say say someone. They're like headhunters. Yeah, yeah like exactly, headhunters. headhunters, yeah, exactly. So the company would need a person, and then we would go to the market, recruit them, find them, and put them in. Gotcha. Put them in for their, but mostly that was for permanent opportunities, like term fee. So it would right, be right, like, right. okay. You you paying somebody seventy thousand dollars? You were in a temp agency. No, you were you, no. were you were positioning people full time, right. Right. career position. Exactly, exactly. But then uh, I did that for five years. Did well. It was just tough. It was really hard because we didn't get paid till the money came in to yeah. our to our office. And I worked for a tough old Dutch guy who would not. You know, it was so it was really hard. So at the end of the year, I did well. Dutch oh, guys, when it comes to money, absolutely. <laughs> you guys know who I'm talking about. <laughs> and um, but it was great experience. But then, if, one of my best my best friends still today moved out of uh, recruiting and this and went into this IT staffing world. I'm like, what the hell is that all about? Well, this how long ago was that? That was that's when it was starting to boom. It kind of was, yeah, because because the technology world was, they didn't have the skill sets right. to find people. So what they would do is they bring in contractors or consultants for a, for a six month project or a year project kind of thing. So really high end people who are really crazy smart, who are going to come in for six months and do do fix the world, fix, and then yeah, do whatever they need to do. Gunslingers, we used right? To call exactly, those guys. exactly. So it's it's exactly the same thing. So I went into that field, but fully well. <laughs> never even turned on a computer in my life <laughs> like we were working on pump cards and you know folders and stuff yeah, yeah. so I'm like how the hell am I going to do this and and at this point too my wife is literally nine months pregnant with our second child second child second child so you know and we're, we're hurting we're financially hurting big time um, but my wife was amazing she's like 
you still got to go through with this. It's gonna, it's gonna work out. And it was tough. There was some tough times doing it, but it ended up being such a blessing. Um, and uh, did really, really well. Thank God. Um, that industry seemed to really hit me better than the than the perm sales stuff. Yeah. Because it was more relationship based, and that's kind of a strength I have of building relationships with people. And it went really well. And I I was fortunate to grow within the organizations both financially and um, corporately where I was promoted to you know, manager, vice president, senior vice president, managing multiple offices, all those kinds of things. So yeah, so it, you know, it turned out really well for me. Um, it was a tough business, a lot of, a lot of pressure, you know, just dramatic pressure all the time. Because um, it's all about hitting your numbers and yeah, right. You know, just goals as good as your last, all the great year. Last, last you know, we say we was you're always only as good as your last phone call. Like it was that that kind of aggressive situation. But I felt I felt really good about it. I felt, felt really blessed to be able to do it. So that that's kind of where I went. And then I don't know how much more you want me to tell you, but well, that's how it started. So that's and that's yes. So, yeah, so in, in your in all your experience, because I also I started in sales in '86 mm -hmm. reluctantly. <laughs> uh, so I've been doing it ever since, and mm -hmm. you know, you work for great bosses, you work for horrible bosses, and you learn from both. Mostly horrible, unfortunately. Yeah, and you learn, you learn what you know, who you don't want to yeah, be, absolutely, and then you learn who you would love to be. Yes. And and I, I'm gonna shout out Jim McCusker, who was mm -hmm. you know my favorite boss I ever had at Delaney. Mm -hmm. uh, and hopefully, I don't know if you subscribe, Jim. If you don't subscribe, you gotta <laughs> come on, Jim. <laughs> uh, and. And then I had some real terrible bosses who, you know, they, they, they always talk down to you. Yes. And I feel like, you know, the, the good bosses are the ones that lift you up. That, that, you know, you always want to hire your future replacement. That's what I always heard. Yep. That's great, so you great want to groom people and you want to encourage people. Did you feel both of those sides? 100%. And honestly, that, that's part of the reason I had to get out of it. Because I felt like I was like... Um, you know, a lamb surrounded by wolves in a lot of ways yeah. because I always kept a really high moral bar. And I'm like, I would tell my guys and, and gals all the time. Which is tough. Really tough. I'm like, do the right thing. The money will come. Just do the right thing. I promise you, if you do the right thing, the money will come. And it was just, it was just really, really stressful in that regard, trying to keep that high bar. Um, and I kept it. I never, I never caved. But it definitely took a little piece of me, got to be honest. Like, I had some health issues and you know some stuff going on it probably wasn't the best dad and best husband I could have been a lot during those times because there was so much pressure so much stress you know and hey as we all know living in North Jersey right I have three children I got to provide and I was blessed that it was a good business that I did really well but it definitely took a piece of me in some ways but I always promised myself because of the way I was managed I said when I become a manager someday I'm not going to manage like that because I know how much it would have helped me if my manager responded in the way that I needed as opposed to, oh, why don't you just do this? Right. Have you done that? You know, so I right. promised it's just, myself. It's like instead of browbeating, instead exactly. of you know, whipping was, somebody into it was, submission. It really like, was that. Coach, I don't wanna, I don't, coach, coach me. And I don't want to sound soft in it, but it, 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 runs, it runs on you for a yeah, while. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, so, um, so it was a, it was a great business. Thank God I did really well. How long with are you it. doing that for? I did it for thirty almost thirty four years. And you, yeah. you must have started when you were like nine. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Thank you. <laughs> no, I started when I was whatever twenty five. Yeah, yeah twenty five. Yeah. So, 
you know, just married, started then. And that's actually when I started coaching, too. Coaching um, when basketball when I was really? 25. Yeah, when, yeah, it was crazy. So you played in high school? Played high school. What, what coaches did you play under? Oh, gosh. I've coached the Mayo. <laughs> Loved him. Everybody I, played I, under I really great. Under I really had great high school coaches. Um, Mr. Coach DeSalvo. Matarazzo, uh, Ralph, Ralph Youngquist. I know a lot of you. Neil Hancock. I know a lot of you guys are listening, so you know this is this is testimony yeah. to Jim you, Spinella. Well. I mean, what just you guys did. unbelievable um, me- mentors for me. Like the coaches I've had, the best. And to me, Mr. Greenwood, my God, like you know, Lex, Lex trusted me. It's hard a, to say that. It's hard to call yeah, by the first name. I know it is. It's still hard for me to do that. You know, like him trusting me as like a. 135 pound sophomore to, to be on the field you know I'm like what the heck's he thinking but he he believed in me yeah. you know so you, the confidence that gives you is incredible and see that that to me mm-hmm. to be to be a manager or to be a co- you know a business coach a professional coach you've got to have that core you've got because yeah. thank you having having that that background and having yeah. the coaches that you had and I know a lot of you guys had the same kind of coaches yeah. Uh, it sticks with you, and it's like here. It's it, so even though even though when you're coaching people and you're managing people, you're not thinking, oh yeah, well, I, remember, I remember you know, mm-hmm. Coach DeMeo used to say this all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just it's part it's, of you. It part of you. Yeah, it's, it's part so of funny. You. Oh, a really funny story. Absolutely. You want to order or not? We're gonna order in a little while. Yeah. Thank you. No, no, thank you. No, no, thank you. Though. I I hear. Neil Hancock in my head all the time <laughs> when I coach because I coach basketball was really my my sport that I coached yeah and I coach girls because I had daughters so I I hear me saying things that he said really all, all the time and another funny story I remember my oldest daughter played basketball for Cedar Grove High School and they were scrimmaging Hawthorne it's I gotta go to this scrimmage I'm walking in the gym and I hear Hancock's voice I'm like no, because he had coached. I guess he started. He went back and started coaching the girls again. Again, wow. and I'm like, I, and I hear him like I, I'm just getting chills saying it now. But I'm like, holy smokes, that's that's my coach. I hear his voice. You know, it's like walking into the gym. He's played against your he's, girls. Yeah, he's coaching against my daughter, <laughs> and they beat us too. I think, of course they did, because yeah, Neil Hancock coached. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think when Neil started coaching us, this is how old I am. That was his first year as a varsity basketball coach is that right yeah that was his first year that was 1980 i think he convinced me to be an umpire oh yeah so nice. I, was, I was i was umping that's awesome did, you, did you do that mr krieger in town uh yeah yeah, yeah i did too yeah, i was yeah. up too yeah, all my friends were umps yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we got I like eight bucks a game was, it was great it was, that was when parents were normal yeah kind of charging i mean we still yeah, had some had the, what do you the, mean that's a strike i had to run a few yeah <laughs> That's the best. That's that fun. Was, oh, that was fun. Yeah, no, those were great days. Those are great days. So no you, you do this for thirty-five years, and so where, like, where are you now? Right now, um, I'm at a beautiful place. Um, just I'll give a little context. Um, about eight, eight, nine years ago, I've sort of had a renewal of my faith, my faith walk, and um, started attending a, a different church. Grew up Catholic. I started attending this other church that's more, um, I guess, Protestant. What, what church? It's called Emergence Church. It's oh, over yeah, in yeah, Toto. Yeah, yeah, it was Beautiful. in Wayne, right? It's, a, it's um, in Toto. Toto, it, it, wasn't it? Oh, it was right on the border. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. friends of mine went to Yes, Emergence. exactly. It's yeah. right Jay, near... Jay, I don't know if you knew Jay Van Hoff. Yeah, maybe not. I love Jay Van Hoff. 
Jay Van Hoff. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, was, he was my best friend. I love that they, guy. they moved out to Michigan. He did program. Him and his beautiful wife did program with me at Lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. at Lighthouse, like doing one of our programs it's called Birth of a Family. Yeah. Where we? Oh my gosh, I love him. He yeah, just, yeah. They just moved back out to Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan, oh my yeah. gosh, I love that guy. That's, That's my fishing a small world. Oh wow, yeah. great guy, <laughs> great guy, and a pastor. Like you know. Yeah. Well, he was, he was. He was because I also grew up Catholic. Uh huh. Going to St. Anthony's and then. Uh, started going to New Life Ministries, mm -hmm. which was in uh, Midland Park at the time, yep. and then we kind of bounced around. Yeah. We, were at, we were at American Legion for a while. Okay. Yeah, that's where he was. Yeah. And then, yeah, so he was he was our pastor. Yeah. And then, you know, God moved him in and yep. said, hey, you got to move to Michigan. So, yeah, yeah that, was, that was a sad chapter, but... Yeah, so I, I get that. Yeah, I miss him. It's, yeah. But but I when you just said that, growing up Catholic, and now your faith is not changed, but just like a different view, Yeah, yeah. you, you can understand this, right? Absolutely. Like we're... I was so moved by what was going on with the different emphasis with things. And every time I went to church, I felt like the pastor was talking right to me. Absolutely. <laughs> and, it's, and the emphasis on giving back and doing right and being a good leader, being a good man, like all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, and I'm stuck in this world, of, not to sound crazy, but of sin, of, of all this like greed and and it's only about ring, money. It's only, yeah, right. It's only about money, and I don't care about your feelings or anything like that. So, um, my wife started volunteering at Lighthouse Pregnancy Resource yeah, Center so, so light, several yeah, years ago. Lighthouse, and actually, we had Debbie Preventure. If you haven't seen, if, if you haven't heard it, we had her on the audio because we started mm -hmm. when we started the Towncast. It was audio only. So you know, make sure you go anywhere you get your podcast, Apple. Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, iHeartRadio, just scroll back, look down. It was, I think it was last year we had Debbie on talking yeah. about Lighthouse, and it's a great organization. You could look it up, Lighthouse PRC. Yep. Right. Uh, you could look it up online, and it's it's amazing. It's a beautiful it's a, it's a beautiful ministry, and what we do is we walk we, we walk alongside of you know young couples, families, single single folks who are in pregnancy crisis, you know having an unplanned pregnancy, and. Um, we provide counseling and support and material aid for them, and we have so many wonderful programs within the organization that help so many different different folks, yeah. and it's it's really a beautiful. So thing. what are you what are you doing there? Yeah, now? so there I'm I'm actually called the family outreach director, so which is kind of like um, the men's ministry leader. Oh, okay. So um, to Debbie's wonderful credit, she saw like sort of a um, an opening or a gap in sort of the relationship or in the equation of people going through pregnancy issues where the guys kind of get pushed to the side a little bit and a lot of times they have such an influence on the decision that the lady makes that they're just but they're kind of pushed to the side and their feelings aren't there so being a man I work with those guys a lot you know try to be a you know a mentor to them whatever coach. counselor coach yeah exactly all that good stuff yeah so <laughs> Um, so I've been doing that as a counselor there for uh, June will be two years full time. Wow, nice! And I, I, I volunteered volunteered there for about a year. Um, and my wife loved it. And I loved it. Yeah. My wife and I work together on one of the programs that we do. My wife actually started um, volunteering there, and then she dragged me by the. I can say hair, but that's not happening. But she dragged me to one of the. <laughs> she dragged me by one to one of the banquets for a fundraiser, and I. I was so moved by it that I literally called Debbie the next day and said, I need to be part of this. Yeah. And um, that's what Did she, Wasn't she in your class? Yeah, I know her since seventh grade. Right, you guys yeah, graduated it's crazy. together. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, she's she's an angel. There are Absolute no accidents, no coincidences in life. I, 
I hear that, and that's <laughs> part of something I'm working through. Which is why but it's we're true here today. Yeah, exactly true. <laughs> so, um, so it's been a real blessing. That's awesome uh, over there, and um, I think what I've what's blown me away too is I feel like everything's kind of driven me to this. The pandemic was awful, but in an odd way, it was a blessing for us because I sold my house. Thank God, did really well with that. Um, I'm living in an apartment now. My wife and I completely downsized wow. because we had a long-term plan because I knew I couldn't do the staffing thing forever because yeah. it was going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I also had this desire to want to give back and do something meaningful because it wasn't just about making people wealthy anymore. And that was because of my change in my faith walk is that I got to do something. I'm compelled to, as a Christian, to give back. I'm, I'm compelled to be a good person. Like all those wonderful things that we learned growing up like I needed to practically I actually apply. have to do it act, and I'm act, that's what I'm saying like when the pastor would speak I'm like he's talking right to me so all these things kind of came together and I feel I say like I feel like God drove me on the bus right to the lighthouse right right and um, so it's been going really well and the other side of it too is I cannot believe how much what I've done in my career is carrying over to lighthouse because so many of our folks really are underserved in terms of working mm. a lot of them are poverty stricken unfortunately and i've coached a lot of people now in how to interview how to do your resume how to kind of present yourself within. So even so while you're coaching them with family decisions that comes up yes. so so that kind of segues perfectly into into your new business and i really want to get into tell yeah, me the name of your you. new company it's o'hagan career <clears throat> coaching services and a really creative name <laughs> where'd you get that name? i know right i was i was going to do a different name um but my family's like no you got to get the name like, yeah you got to promote but, the name but you know thank god most of the reputation is good yeah for <laughs> thank god to my brothers and sisters um yeah so this is something i've been wanting to do my my whole life i be honest it's, and you have been i mean and i have been yes i've been doing it in my job um, because my entire career, my income completely depended upon this person doing well in an interview. Right. So I'm from Hawthorne. I'm going to take that seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I, and I learned so much where I made mistakes, where people made mistakes on interviews, like maybe not presenting themselves the best way or not going in with the right attitude. So I have all this knowledge in my head about how, to, how that's happened. And I love coaching people. So it's like this really nice mix of things. I've been coaching for 30 years. I've been doing this for 35 years. It's very natural to me. And uh, I absolutely love doing it. And seeing, like we were talking before, like seeing the light bulb go off in someone when they come in and they're, they're not necessarily feeling confident and things because confidence is everything in this well and, and the corporate world will kill your confidence i 100%. mean it will just absolutely cut you off at the knees 100 yeah. percent. it's like their job <laughs> to do that job, it's exactly. to break you when you would think that the, yeah. you know good managers good bosses they're gonna they're supposed to lift you up yeah, exactly. because it lifts the company up yeah absolutely not always like that. true no right? unfortunately right, guys? yeah that's for sure i'm sure everyone can relate to that yeah. so i feel like this is a really good mix of my skill set of coaching and desire and um I'm real excited about it. And so it's it's O'Hagan. Oh, hey, so you have a website? Yes, I do. All right, let's shout that out. Okay, it's uh, O'Hagan Career Cons- uh, Career Coaching. I can't say it that well. OCCS. Um, dot com. O'Hagan Career, Career Consulting. Con- Career Coaching. Dot com. Okay, sorry. O'Hagan 
CareerCoaching.com. And leave the apostrophe at Yeah, no apostrophe. No apostrophe. Just O'Hagan, O-H-A-G-A-N. Career Coaching. Coaching. My gosh. You keep putting consulting I keep saying consulting because I did consulting for so many years. So all the coaching, DeMeo, all those guys, all the guys that coached you, it's now come full circle. Yeah. And now here you are coaching. Exactly. I love it. So if someone goes to your website and says, I need... I need some help. I, mm-hmm. I, I got to get out of my job. I want to get into yep. a new position. I, you know, I have an interview coming up. I'm yep. nervous. Tell me, tell me a little absolutely. bit about some no, of the calls you've been getting. Yeah, absolutely. So what's been ha- what what is this? We have a, several, a couple of offerings. Like there's one session, one <clears throat> one offering is one session. We just sit down, and the first the first session would be free. Like first initial consultation, phone call. We talk, kind of figure out what you what you need where it's going to go. So we have the gold package and the silver package. So you're going to offer, so anybody, anybody that calls, anybody, do you, do you know your phone number off the yeah, top of your Yeah, 201-303-1958. 201-303-1958. 201-303-1958. So anybody that's listening, anybody that's watching, they can call up. They can say, I want to talk to Jim. I want to talk to Coach Jim, Coach, Coach O. Whatever you want to call me. And, Just call and, me. And they'll get a free con- consultation. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Awesome. Free consultation. Okay. Yep. So and they then call up. They call up and then we talk. We just, you know, just talk talk it through because everyone's situation is different. Yeah. Right? So let's just say it's you, for example. Right? I need a lot of coaching. You haven't, you haven't interviewed in a while. Right? You and I can sit down and probably in one session and be like, all right, brother, this is where you need to go. You need to tune that up. Right? Just be sharper with these kind of things. Help you develop... Um, answers to some of the really tough questions like tell me about yourself what are your strengths yeah. and weaknesses i want to talk about yeah, yeah. Like, going, those questions that, that scare the heck out of everybody yeah, right yeah. but i can help with that to make it really really natural and really simple because those are the kind of things that make people really anxious right so you and i could probably bang that out in one session so that's one however an hour hour session right somebody else might need two sessions right so that's that's the gold package right where it's like okay we'll do everything in the first session like figuring things out and then what i'll do is i'll give them a template of tools to work on so they can sort of develop their story and develop their pitch and how they're going to go after it and then in the second inner the second meeting i'll i'll do a really hardcore mock interview you're really focused focusing asking really the tough questions and saying okay so tell me about yourself and you you practice you've you've already practiced it from the first night yeah. and now it's sort of it's very iterative at that point where we're going to work it through and be like okay hey brother try this try it this way that's good but you need to bring it this way you know that kind of thing and just really build confidence in you to make things happen and it's it's so funny because after all these years you know 30 30 this will be my 37th year in my business, wow. and I've, I've self-employed since 14. God bless you. So I, I really You're a beast. I give, I give you a lot of respect. It's it's not easy. No. Uh, but the questions never change. They don't change. The, the questions are in interviews are always the same. Absolutely. Which is crazy. To it's me. crazy, and it's but it's true. And and they've changed a little bit too, where they might get they're getting more um, asking you questions. Oh, tell me about a situation that. You had a really tough manager, or you had a really tough, tight deadline, but you had a senior vice president come in and throw a, wrink, a wrinkle into it. How did, you, how did you handle it? Oh, that's good. Now, if you're not prepared for that... Just say, I never, that never happened to me. Right. Then you know that's not true. <laughs> never had that right? happen. But again, it gets, it gets back to being prepared. Right. And those are the kind of things that we would talk so you're, through. you're giving them the tools to put in the toolbox so they can take that to that interview. Exactly. Yeah, and then what I try to get them to think is like think almost like in triggers, right? So 
Are you asking me about my work history right now in a question? Are you asking me how I grew up? What kind of person I am? You're asking about my work history? Or are you asking me about why you should hire me? So right? do, do people ask those questions? Like, so do you encourage people? Like, if, if you're the boss and it's amazing, like, are you? Let me let me just so I understand. Are you asking me about my personal history, about my work history? You can push Bring back, it on, back that. on that. Yeah, you can push back. Like sometimes That's they good. might say they might say, "Well, tell me about yourself." And like, a response could be, "Well, you want to know about me personally, or my professional." So you answer it correctly. Like that's a skill. Or what I'm teaching guys is guys and people. I'm sorry. Is I call it. By the way, I call everybody guys. I apologize. Me too. Yeah. Sorry. It's our age. It's not politically correct. No, I'm which sorry. Everybody's guys. I have three daughters. So. Um, but I try to teach them to bring both in. Bring both your personal and your business. And your business. Like if you asked me that question, I'd be like, Well, yeah, I grew up in a really strong family where. I, as far back as I can remember, work ethic was hammered into my DNA. Absolutely. Okay. Like, and then it, that's it, my story. It diffuses. It diffuses, but yeah. and, but also it makes it conversational. Exactly. So it's not only it's not always me against you or you against me. It's now it's a conversation. Right. And that's what I want. And those are the skills I try to give folks because it's so important. To, the, the key to any any interview is for them to put the resume to the side, meaning like. I like this person, right? Because they have to. Like and now I have to. I have to. Sorry, I, I, I'm gonna, I can talk a lot on this, but like the first five seconds are so important. Like that warm greeting, handshake, being gracious, grateful. Most managers have made their decision in the first five minutes if they're going to hire you or not. Yeah. And then they spend the rest of the time either confirming or denying that. Interesting. So it's so important to make a really good impression. It's so important to be really prepared. It's so important. And I can help with all that stuff. Like literally give you the tools that you're gonna be, your confidence will be right at the top of the, of the line. So when that question comes, it's like, okay, he's asking me about this. Boom, I got it. So what, you, what I'd like them to do is in all of those kind of lanes, is it, my per, is it personal, is it my job, is it this? Have two or three stories in each lane that you're ready to go with. Right. Like, okay, tell me about a time that you had a difficult thing. Okay, I've got three or four of those stories very easily. I'm going to bring them right to the table right away yeah. when that comes up. And, and it helps. Coaching, and coaching changes whether you're talking to the manager that you might eventually work for or mm -hmm. you're just talking to HR person. Exactly. Because you have that first layer completely impersonal. They don't mm -hmm. really care about Yep. But they're like they're the ones. They're the first mm -hmm. filter. You yes, got, you got to get through them. So you, so I mean that's something you've got to know ahead of time. It's like who are you meeting with? Are you meeting with this person or that exactly. president of the company, yep. future boss. Yep. Because I agree with you when you when you when you're talking to your future boss, he wants to know. I I need to be able to work with this guy. Trust you. I need to trust him. I need to be able to. Mm -hmm. He's got to be coachable. Yep. He's got to have a good personality. You know, we got to get along because we're going to work with them. The last year, five-year plan, ten-year plan, twenty-year plan. If I got to work with this guy for ten years, I want to know I can. But when you're going with HR, it's like true. It's like talking for anybody that watches The Office. It's like talking to Toby in the office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No offense to HR people. No, 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 not at all. Uh, so you you work through that as well. Absolutely, I work through all of it, honestly, and then. Because like we were talking earlier before, it's like it's confidence. It's having that confidence. A lot of people will say like, "Well, I'm, I'm not that outgoing, or I'm not this or whatever." But so like, well, not today. Right. <laughs> today you're all in. You're all in to be, you know, because if you were to say, you know, it's your job, man. You, you know, my family, my health, and my job, and my faith. Like, 
I'm not judging you on by putting your job in there, right? Because job is important to all of those kind of things. So oh, if yeah. you're going in for an interview, like I, I always say to my, my my guys, like, would you go into a test and not study? Why would you go exactly. into an interview not loaded for everything that you could be? And and most people they don't know how to prepare. They don't, and it's not their fault. It's literally not their fault. It's they just taught. don't know. It's not taught. And I don't I don't mean this offensively. I, you know I can tell so many stories. I had this one kid that I that I uh, coached year, a few years back. Met with him, sat with him, and he's like, um, I said, so tell me about yourself, Dave. And he starts go. He goes right to his resume, and he was right out of college. He's like, yeah, well, I took this class, I took that class, and it was nice, it was fine. But I said to him, Dave, hold on a second. Are you the kid that when I go mountain biking on a Saturday morning at 7 o'clock, I see you at the garden center working? He says, yeah, that's me. I said, when I come back later at 5 or 6 o'clock, doing errands or whatever, and you're still there, is that the same guy? He's like, yeah. So what did you learn from that? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I had to save money because I had to pay for college. I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. What else did you learn? Well, I ended up buying my truck because of that. Like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Well, what were your friends doing while you were doing all that? Well, they were down the shore partying. I'm like, there's your story. That's it. There's your story. Because a lot of things, especially the young people, they don't feel like they have a story to tell. Everybody, because they might, Everybody has a story. Everybody's got a story of how you were raised and how you were, what, what drives you, right? And the good news is as a young person, you're not interviewing against a guy like me. You're interviewing against your peers. Right. So let's knock them out of the park and be really ready for it, right? By having a good narrative, a good theme, a good story about the kind of person you are, right? They don't necessarily care that you worked as a waiter at Hawthorne Diner. But what did you learn from that? Right. What, what, Why did, what did you have to do that? Teach you? you know, like I worked, I had to pay for all of my college, 100%. My dad had some health issues. My brothers and I were in college at the same time. I worked three jobs during school to pay for everything. I never asked my parents for a nickel because we didn't have it and it was tough timing. What did I learn from that? Oh my gosh, I learned how to, to strategize. I learned how to multitask. I learned how to work under pressure. I le- right? So when I came out of college, like that's my story. Right? So that's what I love doing, is especially with the young people, is working through stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, light bulbs going off. And then helping them with the tactical of the questions. And then having them in their own natural way. That's the key. It can't be canned. It has to be their natural voice. Voice, yeah. Yeah, you can't script them. No, no, no. It's not scripting. It's giving triggers. It's giving tips. It's opening and helping up. them prepare. Yeah. And, and and it's 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 not only. I mean, I love that you're working with with kids because that's that's the biggest challenge coming mm-hmm. right out of college, or right out of high school. But you're also working with people that are midlife. It could be haven't interviewed in 25 years. Company exactly. closed down, downsized, were bought by another company. Now they're out on the street again. Exactly. So you're working with, with people in that. It's just, you know, it's kind of like so far, I mean, it's only been a couple of months, but like it's 50 50 in that. Like I had this one wonderful, more mature lady, like our age, who worked at a pharmaceutical company for many, many years and just was moved from one place to the next and never really had to interview for the next her next position. Right. Now they're having a big cut, you know, layoff on that. And I always go into every um, session with, hey, I'm a coach. I coach little kids and I coach high school kids, right? So, and you know, everybody has to be coached differently. Exactly. So that's what I, I kind of give them. That. I said I have a I have a deck prepared here to go through, but I but I don't necessarily teach a high school kid how to dribble with his left hand, right? But no one's too big for the basics. So. 
you tell me where we need to be. So I'm almost assuming this more mature lady is like, oh, I got, I got this stuff. So I start going through like the real basic stuff. She goes, that's what I need. I haven't, ha I haven't had to answer a question like that in 20 years. So it was just like, oh my gosh. So we worked through it. Yeah, we worked through it, and her confidence is soaring. Um, she's got a couple of interviews coming up, hoping like heck that's that it's going to happen for her, and it just feels great, like just to see her confidence rise because I have the knowledge to help her, yeah, yeah. you know, so it, it feels really good. It feels right, really so good. It's OhaganCareerCoaching.com. There you go. All right. No consulting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been in consulting forever. OhaganCareerCoaching.com. doesn't matter how old you are. If you're watching and you've got kids that are graduating college this year and they're going to be out looking for jobs or they're looking for internships or kids graduating high school this year and he's going to go out and, and, and look for jobs. It doesn't matter. You always have to interview. Yeah, absolutely. So to, to get that coaching and prepare, shout out your phone number again. It's 201-303-1958. There you go. So Thanks, give Jim a call and, and just talk to him and say, here's my situation or here's my son's situation or family friend <clears throat> it doesn't matter there's age or yourself if you're you find yourself i can't believe it it's like dating you know the oh people gosh. that get divorced I use that, i use that example all after the time. 20 years it's like i don't even know how to talk to another person you know what i mean and so you, it's true i use that example interviewing yeah because you exactly. work for somebody for 20 yeah. years i'm like now what do i do yeah. i'll give you one one quick uh, yeah. anecdote so i worked for several factories in china and when I, you know, when I was on my own and you know, I was talking to a lot of people, a lot of friends in China were helping me out. So I did a lot of work with uh, factories and I had some great friends out there. And I had this one interview and this is the difference between interviewing the U.S. and interviewing in China. His very first question is, uh, his questions were, are you married? Do you have kids? How old are you? Do you plan on having more kids? And his very last question was, okay, after the whole interview, now I have to ask you, are you a good drinker? And so, you know, any good coach would say, throw it back on them. What do you mean, good drinker? What do you mean? Just, what, that's kind of vague. What do you mean by that? Right. Well, how many bottles of wine can you drink? And I said, well, if I had to, I could probably... If you're forcing me. And how many, or how much time? You know, let's get specific. So it was interesting. You need to quantify that question. You're not going to have those kind of questions no. when you go out into the workplace. And if they ask you that, you run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, find another job. You don't want to work there. Yeah. So, Jim, I, listen, I wish you, you a lot brother. of luck. I appreciate I, you I love so what much. You're doing. You know, Thanks, man. The, the coaching background just kind of lends itself so perfectly to what you're doing, both Thank at Lighthouse you. and now now for your own uh, consulting company. Coaching company. It's not consulting. See, I'm missing, See, I'm confusing you now. Coaching company. But it's all good. It's yeah. all consulting. So uh, get a hold of Jim, talk to him, and uh, you know, let him, let him at least give you the tools to prepare. Because like you said, you know, you can't just you can't just take a test without study. So let him give you the tools to prepare to get you ready. For, uh, for, for whatever's in your future. And the other side, too, to the parents. You know, like, you paid all this money for your kid for school. Yeah. Let's get let's, them ready. Let's get them ready. Like, yeah. let's let that all be a combination. And again, I don't mean this in any negative way. A lot of the career coaching places, schools, they, they don't get into the depth of it. They can't. It's too much to do. Yeah. And it's really like a whole nother niche. It really is. Like helping people interview is a, is a very specific skill set as opposed to putting your resume together. Resume being together is completely critical, but it's not the only thing. It really isn't. It's really knowing those skills. And the other thing too, giving them the right questions to ask the client. 
to show that they're prepared and, and yeah. helping them with researching the company, all those good things. Well, oftentimes, oftentimes, you're sending your resume in, that might get a phone call. But it's when resume, you know, it's when it's resume is a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And when they meet you face to face, they want to know who you are. Exactly. And and yeah, I mean that's you know, like you said, you can you can find templates online yeah. to do a resume. Yeah. But the important part is getting the coaching to get in there and just be, present your best self. Exactly. And then the thing is too, it's so hard to get an interview these days that when you get one, you better be ready. Right. You got to be ready. Right. You have to be taken as seriously as you can. Get yourself ready. Call Jim. And a shout out to all the, uh, the past coaches in, in the O'Hagan's yeah, lives that, uh, and all the coaches, all the coaches that, that, that coached you when you were younger, that prepared you for, yeah. for where you are today. So I really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, so much. I wish you all the I best. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Uh, See you guys. And, you know, go visit the website. Give Jim a call. And, uh, you know, he's going to help you, family, friends. You know, pass the word around because it's competitive out there. And, and to be able to prepare yourself the best you can is, uh, is going to give you a leg up on, on your competitors, right? Absolutely. All right, thanks. Thank Jim. you, brother. Thanks, right. everyone. Be well, everybody. Take care. Take care.